All right, and we're back. Couples Therapy Podcast episode. What is this one? Twenty-seven, right? Every it's twenty-seven. Single no, no, no. Time. I'm not about to do this with you. This is episode twenty-seven. Because <laughs> I said it's episode twenty-seven. <laughs> Every time. All right, we're back, and the weeks are getting longer. Feel like, but hey, y'all, we're still hanging in there, y'all. Still hanging in there. Um, this episode is going to be very interesting because we're gonna. We're living in a Trump America, babe. Oh, so we doing that first? That's what, no. Well, we're not going to talk about that right now. First, we're going to bring in because you know we only do podcasts on holidays, so it was. It's not no, not even that. I'm just saying, like all the. It's that's going to be the rain theme of the guy dad going podcast. No, it's not. It kind of is. We can talk about my leap of faith. That we're going to talk about that too. To do with Trump. We're going to talk about leaps of faith because that can be our couples Ooh, therapy part. Because taping, taking leaps of faith in a relationship is very, very um, interesting. Interesting, and As we're learning. it's vital though. Like learning how to support your partner. So you want to start with the good news or the bad news? Well, let's start off with, with the bad news. Fourth of July. It was a good 4th of July. It was like, if y'all follow us on Instagram, you've seen a piece of our 4th of right. July. And Brittany's family be doing black people aerobics. It wasn't even 4th of July for real, for real. AKA. It was the 7th of July. Electric slide aerobics. So my family has, as y'all already know by now, my family is huge. We have a big, um, usually it's 4th of July and like Labor Day. What is in September. Labor Day. Yeah, they usually are our two largest like cookouts or whatever, and they're two days. We get a DJ, and it just be mad fun, family, friends, everything. And like I said, if you follow us on Instagram at Couples Therapy Podcast, you saw you know bits and pieces of our weekend. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of food, a lot of laughs. Um, they family is interesting. It's just a fun family though overall. And it took me a while, but I I'm, I'm, I'm integrated. What you mean it took you a while? <laughs> Cuz you remember for the first year, it felt like I ain't gonna say they was picking on me, but I was just they were like, "We're gonna keep an eye on you, Bruce. We're gonna see if you're gonna make it to the next cookout." Like that was the run on joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you made it. <laughs> Firstly, Firstly, yeah, I say that all the time. Don't act like right. no Brandon. Firstly, anyway. I don't bring a lot of people that I date around my family. Like literally, all the boyfriends I've had, they've only met two, three actually. One was in high school. Secondly, it's just like my family's that way. If they don't joke you, like if they just don't pay you no mind, they don't like you. They don't like you. Yeah. So, I think I made it. It is what it is. I think I made it though. Everybody cool though, man. Um, Fourth of July though, I, it's really weird because in my life I do have a lot of memorable Fourth uh, of Julys. Then I, as I got older and in college, it just kind of like was a blur. As you get older, holidays aren't the same anyway. Well, that's why I was saying this is a Trump America now because. I was thinking, I know you keep getting upset about me saying that, but a lot of holidays now, I feel like the world is getting woke. And I don't know if that's social media or it has a lot to do with Trump. Maybe. Because my thing is, is it was a lot of posts. It does? Yeah. I told you my 
<laughs> my sound is on this week, y'all, because last week it just wasn't working. Because I'm hearing listened. you in my headphones and outside of it. Okay, well, you might want to turn your volume up a little bit more now. Down? Turn it up so you don't hear me outside of it. Because uh, that might mean that you don't have me up high enough. Go ahead. Yeah, so. There you go. Um, My thing is there was a lot of posts online about this ain't our 4th of July. Our 4th of July is Juneteenth. Now, as you all know from our last episode, me and Brittany have been celebrating Juneteenth since we were children. Yeah. It's always been that for us. But we were able to celebrate Juneteenth and we were able to celebrate the 4th of July just like anyone else. Because at the end of the day, we still live in America. And America's Independence Day is the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Now, because we were African-American... We also celebrate Juneteenth because that's African Americans Fourth of July, just like Day. Independence Day, exactly. And that's just all the same as Cinco de Mayo or whatever the case is. I mean, even though that's not their legit Independence Day. Well, you can say they celebrate Cinco de Mayo and they also celebrate in September. Right. And, when and the actual Mexican independence was. Either way it goes, it's just another reason for a party and we're all here for that. Yeah. Everybody likes to have a shindig, get the get the little four day weekend going. Why not? Go out there, rev up the grill. Have a family reunion, cookout, baked beans, all that good stuff, right? Yep, yep, yep. So my thing is, is that the reason why I keep saying it's a Trump America, though, because it's like eight years went by where we really didn't have any problem with all this. You didn't see posts Did like that. We? we didn't. You didn't go online and see people talking about some, this is not my 4th of July. Da, da. When Obama was president... It was kumbaya. Okay, so wait, let's go back to Columbus Day. I feel like when he was in office, we, like the whole National Indigenous People Day was a thing. The only Christopher we recognize is Wallace. Like those posts existed at that time. But people didn't have such um, conviction towards it until it seems like now. Like now, I was always anti. I mean, and people I know anti Columbus Day, yes. A lot of people I've I never know really seen anti. people being anti Fourth of July though. This was the first year I really felt like people were anti Fourth of July, and I feel like this was the first year that I saw everybody really, really trying to get on board with the Juneteenth thing. Everybody knew about Juneteenth, but everybody was trying to really rep it hard. I think. This year. I think for what changed for what I think what changed about Fourth of July in my like world was when. Like right after the Iraq war, whatever, and PTSD was a big topic. And people were saying, like, what about people who, like, y'all shooting firecrackers, but what about people who have PTSD? Like, be mindful. Yeah. Type of thing. And I just never really thought about it from that angle. Like, dang, that's it's all you hear. Pat, 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 going off all night. And you, was, like, you just want to stay in the house and just, like, meditate. I can imagine that that's how we celebrate independence. I mean, that's how we got independence. It was a war. So is it like symbolic? The fireworks, Mm -hmm. the bombs bursting in air. They weren't talking about fireworks. Right. (laughs) He was talking about bombs bursting in air. (laughs) So, but PTSD is in a new phenomenon, though. I feel like it's not right. So even back then, people probably had post-traumatic 
stress disorder as well. Yeah, but they didn't have anything. They didn't have a name for it. Right. Interesting. But like I was saying, I th- I feel like the tension behind this new presidency is what's conjuring up all this uh, anti. I feel everything. Like- Everybody's anti everything now. I don't know if everybody's every, anti-everything. I think everybody's pro what they are. Right. Everybody has to label something now. Everybody has to cancel something. Like, cancel, cancel culture is big. I don't man. know if that's the presidency or if that's just this generation of social media. I think the presidency did make people turn up their beliefs, whether it's, like, white supremacy or, like, whatever kind of national atti- nationalist attitude or just any like being black people just are more in your face about their beliefs period right and what i'm saying to you is ironically i felt like that was kind of a normal thing even because we even when bush was whenever there's a republican in office i feel like that's how it is because even when Bush was in office, it was kind of like when that. When black power and all that stuff was happening, it was the 70s, right? 60s, 70s, yeah. Who was in office? Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, that Richard Nixon. No, that when was the Reagan. 80s. Was there a revolution in the 80s, kind of? It was another one. It was kind of like a hip-hop-driven revolution then, though. Yeah. But the Black Panthers movement and the Civil Rights movement, that was all in the 60s, 60s and 70s. And 70s yeah. That was Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, oh, they, he's a Republican? That's a really good question. I can't remember. I know nothing about presidents. I know a lot about presidents, but I believe... Let me look and see. Lyndon B. Johnson was not a Republican, I don't believe. He might have been, though. Uh-huh. I don't believe he was. I don't believe he was. Lyndon B. Johnson. And I feel like he's kind of served a little in the, 50, in the 50s as well, like the tail end of the 50s. How is his political affiliation not the first thing that pops up? Because the the definitive um, groups wasn't super defined at that time, I don't believe. They were, but... Lyndon Johnson was party. He was Democratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Democratic Because when um, Kennedy got in office, Kennedy was a Democrat too, right? I believe so. Yeah, and then Tricky Dick got his ass in there. But ironically, my mom said that the United States was rolling when he was in. Who? Richard Nixon. She said everybody had money. I was about to say somebody else, and that thing was going to be funny. But either way, either way it goes. Because when Obama got in office, what I'm trying to say more so is it was kumbaya. Everybody really got along. I know you don't feel it or remember it, kind of, but... Everybody did not get along. They literally put comics in the paper of like. No, 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 no. I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that people were still attacking him, but I was just talking about from the outside, not attacking the president himself. I'm disagreeing with you, so you don't have to keep like driving the point. Well, I'm driving the point for the listeners. I'm not saying that everybody was kumbaya around Obama because it was still. White folks that disliked him. It was still black folks that disliked him. A lot of black folks still dislike him more than they loved him a lot of times. But what I'm more so saying is I felt like white folks got along with the with African Americans a little bit more and people hid their true racist colors a lot better around that those eight years. So with that being said, 
I feel like that carries over into what's going now, going on now, and I guess you could say the top of the blogs or whatever the case is. Uh-huh. So they announced that is it Haley? Yes. Haley Bailey. Yes. Haley? <laughs> Why are you Haley? Haley? Yeah, Haley. It's Haley. Haley Berry. Ha- Bailey. Haley. Haley. Chloe and Haley. Holly, Holly. Because everybody kept thinking it was Holly Berry. I felt like I called her Holly the other day. It was Holly. It's not Haley. No. Holly. Chloe, Chloe and, and Holly. Okay, Chloe and Holly. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Beyonce is um proteges, I guess oh, you say. Why do people always do that? Because she put them on. They put themselves they, on. Well, they put themselves on, but she. Took them in. She co-signed them. Yeah, she basically put her name on them, and now they blew up. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody need they they jump start. Yeah, I guess. they they were talented. They Beyonce didn't make them talented. They were talented before Beyonce, but they blew up with the co-sign. It happens. Um, so sister to Chloe, <laughs> whatever her name is. They're they. both pretty though. They're both adorable. Um. She was named to be the real life Ariel in the Little Mermaid adaptation, real life adaptation. Pause. Wow. Interruption. Did you know they was coming out of a, a, a real life adaptation of Milan? That's going to be dope. The trailer just dropped. I can't wait. Yesterday, I think I'm it here was. For that I one. saw it for the first time yesterday. I was like, we didn't even know this was happening. What if they come out with Goofy movie and just so, use black people? <laughs> That'd be so dope. It'd be so lit because the music would be fire. The music would be fire. Everybody know Goofy movie had the best mu- music out of all the Disney movies. Okay. Tevin Campbell, bro, when we listen to each other's hearts. I don't even know any other song. I we're cannot, fine. We're never too far apart. I can never. I could never sing you a song from that movie. When they say true love is the reason why. It's the first time ever singing it eye to eye or seeing it eye to eye. You don't need another word. I believe it's singing it eye to eye. Okay. Oh, and they could use Tamala Man for the girl that was on that one because she was like, singing it. That's my joint. That was my joint, bro. Anybody that loves a uh, goofy movie, you already know what time it is. That movie was everything. Everything. All right, moving on, though. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, so she was cast to play Ariel in the Little Mermaid real life adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um and people ain't happy. The world went crazy. Very much so. And the thing is is that I was just telling my mom about it this morning. She actually knew about it. Which is that's how you know it's real when my mom knows. It. <laughs> that's when you know it's real. So I'm like, yeah, I was hearing about that. I was like, Mama, these two <laughs> girls were beloved by the country. I've never heard nobody say anything negative about any either one of them. Ever. When they performed at Super Bowl. They were talking about them there? Yes, they sung the national anthem and people was like, why? People was asking them why. Why didn't they boycott like uh, quote, well, quote unquote everybody else's that's black on black. honor of Kaepernick. That's black on black. I mean they said the same thing about Beyonce performing at Super Bowl. When? That was in San Fran. They didn't have anything negative to say about that. So you thought. Everybody was saying something negative about that. And then they actually really turned up with the Atlanta one. 
That's what I'm saying. Like the one in San Francisco, I never heard any backlash about. There was a little bit of backlash for it, uh, but it wasn't that big because people, of the fact that he was still playing in the NFL at that time. Because people came for Gladys Knight because mm-hmm. she sung. People came for them because they That's sung. Side though. That's side people track. came from for PJ Morton. That's black on black. My thing is, PJ Morton plays from a room five. Get over it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Don't get me started on that, okay? I can go. <laughs> just don't get me started on that. Everybody should be getting on the NFL players' case for not stop. They could have ended all this. Yeah. Don't put it on us to stop watching the game that y'all won't stop playing. When y'all had all the power, y'all the players. So you saying all y'all every, had to do was just stop playing black, one game? If every black player in the NFL didn't play one game, literally, it would only take one game. Week, Mm-hmm. It would have changed. It would have changed everything. I mean, you can't fire all, fire it's all of five us. Five white people that play on each team. <laughs> no lie. It's Tom Brady. Won. I was about to say, the team that got the most white people on it is the Patriots. But then you can't play against nobody else. Exactly. So if all of them would have sat down one game, it would have solved everything. So don't get mad at us because we're still watching it. Y'all won't stop playing it. And I understand y'all, well, I got I to see my family. I got bills to pay. Y'all wouldn't have had to not play that long. Because <laughs> if them owners of them teams would have lost one week's worth of money, it would have solved everything. It is what it is. So don't get mad at people performing at the game that y'all won't stop playing. It is what it is. We can't stand together because we won't stand together. Because we won't kneel together, for one. For real, for real. I got bad knees. Whatever. Anyway, we know you ain't with the I hold your hand. Though. I put my hand on your shoulder. But, uh, yeah, so they the world mad. went mad. And my thing I'm was, somebody put it. a really, really good question up on Facebook. And it made me think. And I was like, maybe I was just too young to remember. But they was like, was people this mad when, when Brandy was Cinderella? No, and I ain't care. I can't remember. Brandy was my everything when Brandy I was a kid. Brandy was Beyonce. Brandy, facts. Brandy was my everything. And then I was like, nobody said anything about her prince being Asian and the mama being black and the daddy being white. How the black mama and the white daddy had Asian son? It was diverse. It was very diverse. Even her stepsister was multiracial. Her stepmom was white. Her stepsister, one of the girls, was the chicks white. from Baps. One of them was black. And the other one was white with red hair. I feel like nobody said nothing about that. I they don't might recall. Have, but I don't think it was to this degree. How and we then I was it? thinking, on social it's the media. social media. Yeah, it's the social media aspect. Everybody has an opinion. Social now. media is Everybody a Everybody can create memes now. Everybody can create propaganda art now. Pretty That's much. what memes are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So back then, you could say what you wanted, but it wasn't going to get broadcast. It wasn't going to be seen by millions. I'm going to write a letter. Yeah, that was the only way you can do something. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. And mail it to and the, the And them letters got piled up on NBC, NBC, or Some, some NBC intern had to shred Disney. all that paper. Right. So you were just wasting trees back then. Now <laughs> everything is saw or seen. And my thing is, this is low-key cyberbullying. And people really forget that. What about her? Just in general. Everybody's talking about cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, bullying, 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 bullies this, bullies that. This is bullying. They created Facebook pages. Just to talk about it, probably. 
in groups. One of them said uh, Christians against black Arab. This shit is wild, bro. Like, people are literally, I'm like, dude, this is not a biopic. It's a freaking fictional movie about a mythical creature. The damn mermaid. Why can't she be black? And then they were saying, scientifically, mermaids can't be black. Scientifically, mermaids do not exist. Like, when I saw that article, oh article, God. I was like, what? And then they pulled up, um, somebody pulled up, uh, like, clips. I guess the Little Mermaid had a TV show. Mm-hmm. At one point, and one of the mermaids in the TV show was a black girl, and then like they were saying like, um, like there was black mermaids, and I'm like, in why? Defense. Why are you still de- trying to defend it when it's just nonsensical? In her defense, she looks like a fish, <laughs> like she looks not very even, mermaidian, like not, very of the water. Not even <laughs> about her look. When I saw that, the first thing I thought was. She has the perfect voice. She has the voice, voice yeah. The perfect, the like. It's borderline opera. Op- operatic. Operatic, yeah. The Her voice, I can't even put it into words, but I can just say her voice sounds doughy eyed. Mm-hmm. Like a little girl full of hope. Hope, yeah. And that's what the Little Mermaid, like, was. She, she wanted legs. So she could My walk. thing is, bro, is like, do they beyond beyond the whole aspect of the character being white or black? But do y'all understand that this is still a human being, and y'all are bullying her? Yeah, her. You want to know what I did that I'm kind of like ashamed of, but not really. You posted something. I went to their page, and I just post like a whole row of hearts. And I was just like sending love and light. I know she'll probably never see it, but I just felt inclined to put positive energy out there. Mm-hmm. And then, like as I was reading her comments, it was so many celebrities, like Lala Anthony, um, Luke. I about to say Luke Cage, Luke James, uh, Serena Williams. Uh, what's Chrissy Teigen, like a lot of people just going to her page and congratulating her and her sister and basically saying like how much, like people who had daughters were saying how much um, of an inspiration. Yeah, they couldn't wait for the movie to come out mm-hmm. so their daughter could see themselves, right. like representation and all of the other good stuff. And I'm just like, why do people have to, why do people got to be trash? And I feel like this is a derivative of a Trump America, because if it wasn't that same vibe when Brandy was Cinderella, then you got to understand and feel that that might be a direct response coming from everybody. Feeling feeling, that they're entitled to say how they feel. Right. And have a racist and negative energy. (laughs) A racist and negative energy has been very, very welcomed. Welcome in and, this atmosphere. Um, what's the word? Not prevalent. Yeah, prevalent. In these last three years. And it's because three of him. Years? He's been, been in office years, for man. three years? He's been in office since, since we've been we together. Since we started dating. Like literally. Dang, homes. That year, the first year, like the first winter, mm-hmm. we was at the art show during his inauguration. Not the art show, but the art store. What's that one over yeah, there on Yeah, uh, because we Virginia's went Willow to Park? breakfast and it was like. Mm-hmm, we was at Denny's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. During the inauguration. 
I remember that. And we was in the art store during his speech. Mm-hmm. And he's swearing in. Um, wow. It's just crazy, man. Just This is a girl who nobody has literally nothing negative to say about. But it's so crazy to me because I just be like, where do these people be? Because like. The How white? much hate do you have in your heart? But, but swear up and down, you have the love of the Lord and be in his. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just question. I was like, some, like when I see posts like that, I'm like, where are these people? Because the white friends that I have, they just don't act that way. Not a, their Whole Foods. <laughs> hippies. I mean. Maybe I just have a group of open-minded white friends. I just, I've never experienced blatant racism in that way. Okay. And I've never seen anybody exhibit that behavior around me. I don't know what's said when I'm not in their presence. Right. But I, I highly doubt that anybody that I know in my circle that is not of African-American descent well, those thoughts. I think it's, I know you were kind of well, asking me person. earlier to like follow up on this, but it's kind of like the whole Big Brother situation. Mm-hmm. We've actually, well, Brittany watched Big Brother every year and she says this is the first year that she feels like kind of upset watching it because it's really, really blatant racism going on in the show now. But what's so crazy is that, like, this is one of the most diverse seasons mm-hmm. that I can recall. They have, like, this, I hate having to say this. They have an Asian. They have an Asian. They have an Indian person, like a person from India, Indian. True. And they have two African-American people and they have one plus size girl who happens to be a plus size model and, an old man. and then they have an older guy, which they always have somebody older. It's always an older male on the show. Like every single season, there's always a man over 35, 40. And usually he's gone in the first week, but then like this season, the very first challenge, the dude had to pick people to send out the house for this particular challenge. He literally picked all the minority groups. He picked the black guy, the uh, Indian dude, the plus size model, and the old dude. And the black girl. He didn't pick her. He didn't pick Kimmy to do the challenge. She was definitely in the challenge when they were going through the forest. In the dark? Yes. So who wasn't there? Um, Bella. So it was Kimmy, David. Oh, guy. Uh, Cliff and Jessica. The four minority, four yeah. out of the five minorities. Right. It's just really weird. And then there's been a lot of... Um, and the only reason why they didn't pick Bella is because she been kissing butt and playing both sides. Yeah. Um... And, like, behind the scenes, like, when you watch the live feeds, a lot of stuff have been said. People have signed petitions to get certain people off the show just because they've been saying certain things that are very problematic. But it's just, like, I don't know. It's just weird. My thing is, it's like, you can't help but just show your true colors and your true self. And it's sad to say that 
like think about it. Their reasoning behind wanting to get David off the show because he was the first one that was eliminated, the black guy. Uh-huh. Their reasoning behind it, what was it, babe? They said he tried to make it seem like the dude who picked them tried to make it seem like it was just a random choice. But it was a behind the scenes where they were talking about how he was not going to. They made it seem the whole actual. All right, so they brought him oh, back into wait, it. Wait, when he came back, right, right, they right. Said? They brought him back oh, onto the show. So one of the twists of the show was that the people that they, the first four people that they vote out, aren't in the game, but they still live in the house, which is, is the first time they ever done that. And the dude in the live feed was caught saying, um, "We got to make sure that David doesn't get back in the house, and if he does, we vote him right back out, because all he's going to do is come here and." Um, use his charm or something he said, and some I can't remember what the first part was, but the last part he said was run a train on all the girls, and I was just like. And the crazy thing is, they've been representing him every time they talk about him. They see him as a threatening figure. Yeah, they keep the calling him is, aggressive and threatening, and the the man ain't aggressive. The boy. No, I ain't gonna say the boy, the man. <laughs> That's why I say the man ain't aggressive. Literally, what he said when don't he got be thinking nothing about them when he first got voted out, he was in the diary room talking into the camera. He was like, "I'm just really, really sad because like I wanted to show a different representation of African Americans." Like that literally was his words that he wanted to show a positive uh, representations of representation of african-american he doesn't have an aggressive bone in his body not one. at all he's not super aggressive he doesn't talk aggressive he doesn't have any confrontations with them he's very he introverted actually. really don't mess with none of the girls in the house i don't know if i told you but somebody on twitter was like um uh he reminds them of swaggy c and kimmy reminds them of bailey and I guess Swaggy saw it and he retweeted it and was basically like, first of all, how does he remind you of me? Because he's black. How does Kimmy remind you of Bailey? Because she's black. Because we're actually the exact opposite. Right, I'm, I'm loud and obnoxious and flashy. He's more introverted and a thinker. And he was like. Bailey is a social, like a not butterfly. A, yeah, she was like butterfly. she's a social butterfly, and Kimmy is introverted, introverted and very uh, introspective, introspective, and just watching everybody, observing everybody, pretty much. And I was just like, those are the only two reasons. And it's just like this show, this season, especially watching behind the scenes stuff, has become a microcosm of the world. And what the editors have been trying to do is like stay on top of blanking out the cameras and the sound when things are about to turn left. And the thing is, is that it's been a lot of blatant racism on the show uh, behind the scenes and stuff. So they've actually, and it's only been these two guys, the Pretty alpha males much. of the house, the ones that are aggressive, the ones that are sleeping with every girl, we're on sleeping the show. every girl on the show and trying to take over the whole house and feel like they have control of the whole house, which they feel that's what David, the black man is going to do when he's not even like that. Neither one of the black people that's in that household is aggressive or trying to take over the house, but that's how they see it. And that's just a preconceived notion of them. And that's that inherent racism going into the situation. Whenever you see a black person, you see aggressive. I think whenever you see a threat. I was about to say, whenever you see a black person, you see 
they coming from my spot. Right. Which is the same thing that the Charlotte protesters were saying, like, Jews will not replace us. Black, we're not. Nobody's trying to replace you. We just out here trying to live. Be. And ironically, this kind of plays on something that happened at work today. When I was at work, I literally had a guy. It's so weird how this world is. <laughs> like, And so I'm on the phone with a guy. His name... Last name Vega. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his first name, whatever. It doesn't even matter. But last name is Vega. So I know he's Spanish in some type of way or some type of um, Latinx Latin descent. A descent. Yeah, Latin descent or Spanish descent, whatever the case is. I don't know where we get Latin from because Latin, I feel, is more European Latin than whatever X. the case is. But it's all Latin, any, I mean, European anyway because Spanish is European as well. So That's either way it goes. And I feel like Spanish is white people too. But anyway, don't get Latin me X. I keep telling Stop you how yelling to, in the mic. I'm sorry, babe, but you're not listening to me. Latinx. That covers everybody. Help me help you. Okay? Spanish is European. Mexican is American. Is it not? Yes. But we would call a Mexican a Latin American in the in a heartbeat. And they're not Latin. They're not Latino. They're not. They're Mexican. Spanish people are Latins. See or no? If you say so, I don't know. That's why I cover it all by saying Latinx. You obviously have no more knowledge than me. Either way it goes, it doesn't freaking matter. That's not my point. My point is, because I don't care. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so you can tell that he's he's Latin, Latina, whatever the case is. Um, And what ends up happening is he is complaining about his insurance prices because I work in insurance, y'all. So he's complaining, talking about every time that he gets into an accident, it's with an illegal, he used this word verbatim, illegal alien. And he said, it's always these illegal aliens that are over here that keeps crashing their cars and they can't drive and they're causing the insurance rates for me to be higher. And my thing is I'm sitting here and I'm listening to him talking. I'm like, but, but, but. They're the same descent or bloodline as you. So isn't this like, you know what I mean? But my thing is, I'm like, okay. So I was like, I always say all the time here that we always say that Spanish people and Mexicans and Latins or whatever the case is, are the closest thing to come to African-Americans, right? Some people say that. Yeah, some people do. I'm not going to talk about you because we know everything that you do is different. But we're going to talk about sometimes people say that, right? My thing is, I feel like Spanish and Latinos and Mexicans kind of borderline on the white side more than they do with us. See or no? Think about Andrew Zimmerman. A lot of times they they give off that. Oh, you mean they gravitate toward the white beliefs than they do black beliefs? They'll say, I won't even say they'll say, but their beliefs are more extreme towards their end of the spectrum than it is than our extreme of the spectrum sometimes it really depends on how they were raised and whatever the case is because i think about people like marla negra who is she claims the afro-latina uh title well she's that's different how because she's she's latinx she looks like a black girl though so you it is what it is but she's gonna be sought as an african-american before you see her as a spanish until you hear her talk but some Latinx people with darker skin complexions 
still don't consider themselves any part of African. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So whether they're perceived that way by the outside people, I'm saying how they perceive themselves the same way they were saying like George Zimmerman never really perceived himself as being a Latinx person. He identified more with white culture. Right. It's a, it's a duality. Put it that way. Cause you see both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, which is like you said, it just depends on how they were raised, no, they were where raised, they were raised. In the poverty, or even if they were raised in poverty, sometimes when they grow up, they gravitate towards that end of the spectrum, believing in the law, being very patriotic, and things of that nature. Okay. And they have that same sense of entitlement as some white folks sometimes. So my thing, and I'm listening to him talking, that's all I was thinking in my head, and I was just like, well, if you think about it... <laughs> Racism is a Spanish thing. It is. Think about it. Christopher Columbus is what? He's Spanish. Mm-hmm. He's from Spain. People be forgetting that Spain is where Spanish people come from. People forget that. Portuguese, Spain people, they're Spanish. Okay. White folks, European Americans, they migrated here intertwined with the Native Americans who are the Mexicans created this little new, I guess you could say Latinos. I guess that's what it is. Whatever the case is. Don't get me to lie. I keep trying to... Baby, you can't keep getting loud like that. I'm sorry. I keep trying to help him, y'all, but he don't want to be helped. My thing is, I'm not trying to offend nobody, but my thing is is racist beliefs is derived from Spanish. And you can look that up for yourself. You can look that up from yourself for yourself. But a lot of the racist views come from Spain. Okay. But anyway, though, my thing is to bring it all back home here. It's well, just I'm not trying to get canceled, but it's just like what? Uh, it's just He's so annoying. To, you're not trying to help me help you. Like you keep saying this, and I'm like Latinx, Latinx. And you like Spain? I'm just like okay. Hang yourself. I'm not going to say Latin because it's, it's different. I'm not saying Latin. I'm saying Latin X. That covers all of the Spanish speaking populations, whether it's Mexicans, Spanish people. It's like saying Asian Americans instead of saying Vietnamese, Chinese, I see Japanese. Mexican people as Native Americans. You can. They are. Okay. But anyway, though, I'm getting <laughs> off topic because I'm over here trying to be fucking PC. Fuck being PC. This you is my podcast. This is my, my this is my platform. I say what the hell I want. You can. But the thing is, know that, that I'm tethered to you. Okay. Whatever the case is, be well, you, are you gonna sink with the ship? I mean, what? I ain't got no choice. Listen, I gotta turn you down or adjust you somehow because you're being super. I'm not Come even loud. Come back because you keep peaking. You can't hear me now. You're peaking. I can hear you just fine. I can't hear myself. Talking to the mic. No. Come back from the mic. You just told me talking to the mic. There you go. You're still fine. You're perfect. You're okay. crystal. Okay. My thing is, is that every time you get like, ah, it peaks mm-hmm. and it's distorting. Um, I, I, I lost my train of thought, but the thing is, is that it, it just shocks me that the people's true colors is just going to come out regardless and I think it comes from our education system. 
Can we not have an education system talk again? It's a Jane Elliott thing. You wanted me to talk about Jane Elliott. I didn't say you had to, but I what know, they got to do with education? Because it's the reason why everyone is racist in America. It's an American belief system. Because the land was founded on those principles. Right. And the reason why all of us are racist in some aspect, because even black folks have racist tendencies and racist ways, mm-hmm. is because it's bought up. Oh, and it's brought up in the way we're educated in school because think about it all the good things that happened in america we're taught that it was done by white people christopher columbus and and the pilgrims were so nice george washington huh invented ways to make peanuts that's a good thing he won't white shut up Brittany. (laughs) but they won't talk about benjamin banneker being the architect of dc they do no, you had to find that out probably later on down in life or someone black told you that. I learned that in school. I didn't learn that in school. They didn't tell us about Benjamin Banneker being the architect of DC. Yeah. And being a very, and even if they do, just think about all the other things that we've done as people, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. My thing is, is that the education system is what brings on that superiority complex because a lot of times all the great things that we see we see as white men as their superior mm-hmm. and then they, we learn about slavery and that's bringing the black people in as the inferior inferior group correct yeah so it builds a complex and is bought throughout is bought out it's perpetuated it's perpetuated through our education system and everyone that's educated in this you can't blame old boy on big brother for being racist because this is how he's taught and when Jane Elliott has those different experiments and teach people, this is what it feels like when you're pointed out and when you're um, sought out to be an inferior uh, group of people, then it brings that feeling onto them. Now they see what it feels like. Then they are more conscious of making people feel inferior going forward. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to get on my soapbox, but it was just something that I felt that was on my heart. And watching, like I said, watching Big Brother here, they can't help but show their true colors is because... It's kind of what we're all taught, being raised in America. But everybody's not that way. I think. Look at her. I'm not saying everybody is that way, but I think the more educated you become, hence the fact that me and you, or you and I, and a lot of other people like us, we can look at stuff objectively because we have a little bit more education on it. We're not as ignorant to certain things. And being a bigot has a certain level of being ignorant, correct? Yes. Go ahead, though. That's just my thought on it. I forgot what I was going to say. You cut me off. You said her. She's not racist. She's she's Rumble. cool with everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And I was agreeing. I was like, I'm not saying everyone is because they educate themselves, correct? It's something that can be untaught. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um... Stop bullying that girl. It's just not fair, man. I, I I don't like it. It's just not cool. She go from being America's sweetheart to just overnight. And she hasn't said nothing to nobody. They just denounced it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me. Like, And people don't understand that they're bullying her. This is bullying in this pure definition. So what about the... Um, I think it's like Afro Music Fest. That they're selling two tiers of tickets to the concert. What you talking about? 
the first tier is for PLC, and it's like ten dollars. And then for non PLC, it's like twenty five. The hell is PLC? People of color. So basically, if you're a person of color, you get in the event for ten dollars. If you're a non person of color, you get in for twenty five. Reparations? <laughs> Shit. What? Where is this at? <laughs> they were talking about it. It was everywhere today. I didn't hear about this. Maybe I ain't had my ears. I'm to like, street. why would you? It was you, busy at work today. I'm like, why would you even think that that was an okay idea to do? Like, if the if if a different cultural group would have done that to black people, we would have been livid. We would have. So why would you do that to somebody else? This is true, but it's a America's fucked up. This is the only place something like that would fucking happen, man. It, don't tell me it's in Europe. <laughs> no, it's here. But I'm just like, come on, black people. Right. Like, to even do that. You know what I'm saying? And it was it us? Yes, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I harp it's on it. I'm saying I'm not just people. saying that white folks are racist. We're racist too in, some, in a lot of ways. It's just that, an that, education that, thing. When you said that, that jog my thing. I don't think that particular event has anything to do with education. Okay. I think it's just mean spirited. Some stuff ain't got nothing to do with what you were taught. It's just whether you are a mean person or not. Bad, bad, but it has to be taught because you don't come out of the womb being racist. I understand that. But you, in this age, you have interacted with enough people outside of your socioeconomic background or your cultural background to make a choice. I don't believe it's all on education. You can be trained and taught and this, that, and the third. Let's go back to the big brother as a microcosm. Dude with the uh, Jack, he was mean to um, David. He even called David the N-word. But, however, him and David sat there and had a two and a half hour conversation about baseball. And then they start talking about cooking. And then they start talking about their hobbies. And it was just like a different side of him came out. It's tolerance, baby. There's a choice that you have to make eventually. It's a tolerance. Whether it's nature or nurture. Can you press the button? Whether it's nature or nurture. And that's where I feel tolerance come into play with that. I agree exactly with what you're saying. It's a certain level of... And, and, the thing is, is that most racist people have white friends, have black friends, but it's still in them. You know what I'm saying? But it's a certain level of tolerance. I can tolerate you when we're discussing this, when we're on this level. But outside of this, I can't tolerate you. It's tolerance. Okay. Um, I think you got something to do whether you're a nice person or not. We can agree to disagree. I get, I get what you're saying, B. I, I, and we can agree to disagree. That's not that's not the point. Because I'm not saying that I'm right and I'm not saying that you're wrong. All we're doing is having a healthy dialogue here on it. I don't know if it's healthy, but it's a dialogue. It's a dialogue on it because <laughs> it's healthy because we just... I'm not trying to say you're wrong or how you feel. Mm-hmm. You can feel how you feel. You always think that it's going to be a right or wrong. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is you can express your feelings on it and I can express mine. Okay. They can differ. I believe it's a tolerance thing. Um, 
and he can tolerate. It's the same way. He'd be like, I got, I got plenty of black friends until you were like name one. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But anyway, though, um, moving on from this, cause this is a, a somber topic, but it's, it's real, man. It's just, you think about America and what it's built on and the education system teaches you how to be the perfect American. How to tolerate and brush certain things off and teaching us how to be calm-mannered people and teaching the other race here how to maintain superiority. I, you can disagree with that if you want to, but if you're seeing yourself in superior positions all your life, then you're going to sit there and be like, damn, you're going to have a certain level of pride for it. And when you don't see that on your end of it, you have a certain level of inferiority until someone educates you or until you educate yourself to realize that your people are great or that you guys have done great things. You know what I mean? But you have to educate yourself on it. And if you're not educated on it, you just rely on what you're being taught that's why I says the education system, because this is what we're being taught every day in school. And then when we go on our own and educate ourselves outside of that, that's when we start learning these different things. And then we can have a mindset to say, oh, I don't have to feel this way about this person. Oh, I don't have to feel this way about this person. It's not necessarily telling you to be a racist person. But, however, it's just imagery. And imagery can have an everlasting effect on you. All right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I have so many thoughts on it. I want to talk so much more, but I don't want to bore people with it. But um, I don't want to get into the other part. Um, Yeah, so moving on to our couple side of it, because we, you know, me, B, B and I, we are taking big leaps and in, in steps towards um, bettering ourselves, I guess you could say. And um, it comes with a certain level of support, trust, and uh, I say support, right? Yeah. Very important. Support. And faith. <laughs> Why you keep saying support like faith, that? Because <laughs> the more you keep telling me we walk by faith and not by sight, I, I have to believe that and I have to really live by those words because a lot of times people only believe what they can see right. and you got to have faith that everything's going to work out faith is having strong faith can outweigh everything but anyway go into it babe explain what's going on or somewhat what's going on we don't have to go into major detail we can go into detail i guess i mean by the time we post this i already the people who need to know have have known. But um, I'm going to quit my full-time job and start doing nails full-time. That's pretty much the big leap. <laughs> it's scary, though. Yeah. Because uh, it's leaving bills something, don't stop. It's yet. leaving <laughs> something guaranteed to something... And it's, it's something that could be guaranteed, but it takes time. But then I'm just like, think about all the people who who are already doing it. Mm-hmm. Like the girl who used to do my nails, she pretty much like it's just her and her kid, and all the the Asian salon owners who basically 
or even the people who work there who don't own the salon. Cosmetologists do it. Makeup artists, freelance writers. Basically, if you're a server, like it's just it's possible. Yeah. But you just gotta take that leap. And and when I was when I had jobs that like weren't guaranteed X amount of dollars every two weeks, I didn't really have like responsibility, responsibility. Like I didn't have rent, I didn't have a car note. I literally pretty much just had car insurance and a cell phone bill. Now it's like water, power, cable, phone, car, all of that stuff. And it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, scary, unnerving. I'm not really scared. I can admit I'm scared, but I'm not really scared. I can admit, because um, I feel like at the, in, at, I was feel like like one, the one thing, excuse me, that's keeping me from being scared is the fact that the job's gonna always be there. I pretty much have a good reputation at every. If I needed to start something really really quick, I have places that I could go back to, if it falls through. Right. But I doubt it will. Yeah, I don't. I, the thing is, is that I'm scared, but I have a lot of faith in it, and I don't think that it's going to fail. I have mm-hmm. all the most faith in you that it's going to work out. Work out, but to move it along here, essentially, it's very important to support your partner whenever they want to make any major. Uh, decision or jump in life that's going to better them. Because um, any type of... Go ahead. I was going to say, and support doesn't always mean agree. Yeah. Because I feel like support could be like... Just encouragement. Or it could be realism. Okay. Like right now, I don't think that's a good idea. But if we put these parameters in place, then I don't see what's wrong with it at that point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you are supposed to be able to see the things that your partner can't see. And my whole thing, the reason why I really want this to work for you, babe, is because I know you're going to be happier. Yeah. I didn't think that you were happy doing what you're doing right now. And I'm not saying it's because it's too much work on you or anything like that, but I just... Not, you're a creator. You're it's a not hard work. You just want to, and I'm I'm good at my job. Yeah, everybody says that. Like they're like, I but mean, you don't feel fulfilled, and right. I don't want you to feel unfulfilled, because that can play a major part in the relationship when your your significant other, your spouse, your partner. You can say what you want to say. Your lover, what? What did you say the other day? What? Your attitude is just. You get two days off. Oh, yeah. This mug, <laughs> when she gets like two days off, she changes. Like, she just smiled at me one night and it felt weird to me. I'm like, what you smiling at me like the phone, man? <laughs> she doesn't do, she don't do that on a normal basis. And I was like, boy, you get three days off. Like, she had a three day weekend and I just seen, I saw her smile more. She was playful. She had more energy. It, it, it just seems when, Working five days a week, doing the same thing over and over again, you're unfulfilled. 
it ta- I, it put it weighed you. It weighed you down. I don't know if it's like the working five days a week thing have anything to do with because I still be working five days a week. But it's just more like, don't like you said, you like. I'm a creative person, and even and when I don't have time to be creative, I just feel blah. If that makes sense. And I remember, like, talking to my dad one day and basically, like, I think I had moved back home for a little while. And I had, like, all my art stuff, like, all over the place. And he was like, I he was like, I'm, I ain't trying to be, you know, that person. And I know, like, your art is important to you and you need to have that outlet. But he was like, I just, I need you to gather it up and put it somewhere together. And, like, even though that was a simple conversation, like. I was happy that he realized that, like, creating things is important to me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just don't feel, when I don't have enough energy to create, I just feel, ugh. Right. I, my thing is, yeah, and I just want to. I want to be there to support you because I want you to be happy because when you're happy, it makes me happy. I know you always said, don't try to find your happiness in me, but it makes me happy when you're happy. I like making you happy. And when you're not happy, I feel like I don't say necessarily it's my fault, but I feel like I'm not doing something that I'm supposed to do. And it didn't have oh, nothing to do with me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's it has I'll... nothing to do with me, but it still it weighs on me because right. if you're not happy, then I feel like I have to make you happy or I have to do something so you can get happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're just happy just because, then that kind of takes a little bit off me because I'm like, I don't have to make her happy because she's happy right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you're not happy, I'm like, I got to do something to make her happy. Like, oh, uh, she's not happy right now. I Does can, that make sense? I can see that. Like, it just makes sense. And it ain't got nothing to do with me. It can have everything to do with all the outside things. But I feel like I play, I have to make you happy when you're not happy. I just. I know that sucks. I just hate when you say that because, like, I just feel like placing the hap- your happiness in somebody else's hand is not their well, energy responsibility. energy is real, though. And, it's n- and that's not my intention to make you feel like. I understand. You have to like be a court jester and make me happy. I understand, but listen, energy is real, y'all. So myself here, I'm an optimistic person. Brittany, I tell you all the time, I'm just happy go lucky. I see the bright side on everything. She probably never seen me really get super mad. Even when I got mad at her and kicked the box one time, I fell and kind of laughed it off a little bit. That was the maddest that she probably ever saw me, but it was funny because in her mind, she probably was laughing her ass because she was like, look at this nigga trying to get mad and he still did something that was stu- you know, silly and funny, whatever the case was. But when your energy comes in the house and you're negative and you're sad, not even sad, but just melancholy. We'll just say melancholy. Mm-hmm. I don't like that energy. I'm big on energy. When that energy comes in here, energy can transfer. That's why a lot of mad people like getting mad at people that ain't mad all the time. So they can transfer that energy off them. And once they finally get them mad, then they look at them like they're crazy. And their energy changes because they released it from themselves and put it onto them. They projected it onto them. Energy transfers. So 
my thing is I don't allow a lot of energy, negative energy to come into me, but if it's in my area, I can feel it. And it just, it brings me down. You know what I mean? But it don't be having nothing to do with you. It's. I understand what you're saying. It's like, I know this is going to sound disgusting, but it's like a fart. When somebody farts in an elevator, everybody can smell it. <laughs> and it brings down the morale. <laughs> you disgusting. That's what it is, though, essentially. When your energy fart comes into this house, <laughs> I smell it, and it affects my nostrils. And I don't like it, and I want to get out of that smell. I want to walk away from it. Because I don't want to smell that. Is that a good metaphor? You're taking it too far. But you get what I'm saying now. <laughs> I do. Because you got to get away from it. Or the same way with the trash thinking. If the trash thinks, you want to take it out. Okay. You're, or not even yours, just negative energy in general is something that you feel like you have to get rid of or take out. Because you don't want that negative smell in the house. Okay. You want it to smell like roses. This nigga really likes this analogy. Okay. Well, I just had to put it in because you said it has nothing to do with you. No, but it I'm can just affect saying. You. It can affect how the shit operates. I understand that. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, when you used to say that, I just be like, I just, I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like negative energy. I understand that. And when we're in the house together, I don't like seeing you upset because... I and that's what's effed up because she don't she don't feel like that y'all so if I came in the house with negative energy she's not gonna try to make it better because with we and we've had this conversation before I'm a give me my space type of person like I have depression sometimes mm -hmm. and sometimes like. And in going to therapy, I know the steps that I need to take to deal with that feeling, depending on what level of it of it is that I'm what like how deep I'm into the said depression. And most of the time it takes me to not isolate myself from people because that's not a good thing either. But it takes me you OK? Mm -hmm. But it takes me to um, separate myself and go inside my head and talk myself out of it. And that's all it is. It's me needing space to get my thoughts together. Right. My thing is we already talked about this a long but time ago, too. But you're not the person that needs space to get your thoughts together. Right. And at times you got to respect the person that you're with. So if you already know that this person is someone who, if they're in a bad mood, myself here, I like it for someone to change the energy of the room here, chip me, you know, cheer me up, not necessarily make it better for me, but help me take my mind off of it. Right. You, on the other hand, you need space to get your mind off of it. Right. I had to learn that the hard way because I thought you were one of those people who and this is just me projecting how I am onto you. Right. Because anytime that you're down and you're sad or whatever the case is, I'm sitting here trying to cheer you up, trying to make you feel better. It doesn't work for you because you need your space in order to feel better. Right. You need to think your way through it in order to feel better. And I had to learn that. And I had to respect that. My thing is respect how I like to cope with it too. If you know that it's going to take you to cheer me up, then be that 
person to cheer me up because I respect that. I, but you got to understand the type of person that you're dealing with, y'all. And we said this in one of our earlier uh, episodes mm-hmm. that you got to know the person that you're that you're in it with. You know, your partner may be I need space, or your partner may be I need people around me to feel better. Right. It's people like that. Some people don't like being alone. Um, I I can actually I, I can be alone, but I actually prefer being alone. But if I'm with my significant other, I prefer to be with my significant other. It's a difference. I don't like being around a lot of other people. I like being around the person that I care about the most. That's just how I am. Always. I can be under them all day, 24 hours, seven days a week. It's just how I am. But anyway, though, support your spouse when they make their big leap. Um, it's very important in understanding what type of support they need. Yeah. Because you can be given the support that you think they need and it may not be right. I can agree with that. Yeah. So, with that being said, babe, we got any up on game? Anything that we want to put the people on? I know y'all are probably um, already on this, but Handmaid's Tale. Hmm. When I tell y'all, I was fighting it because I thought it was overhyped. It's a specific type of show. And I think either you love it and you watch it and you get sucked in or you don't like if you don't like it and you just like whatever. So, um it's basically a show about I don't want to say feminism cuz it's not about feminism. It looks like it's a show that takes place in the past. What did you just do? What? Can you hear me? Yes. I can't hear anything. My sound just went completely out. I'm sorry. How about now? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought something was broken. Mm-mm. I got nervous, <laughs> but um, it's like it's not a show about it's a show about feminism, but it's not like hit you over the head type of thing. I don't know. It's basically they kind of society kind of regressed um, as far as women rights go, and it's all about populating the earth. Like there's a group of women who are barren. So they find a group of women who have children and they kind of make them handmaidens to these people. And it's just, it's a lot that happens. So if you're into like, like post-apocalyptic type of stuff, if you're into like symbolism and different things of that nature, then it's a bit, it's a dope show to watch. And it's also interesting because they'll have a scene that's like, like the juxtaposition of the two things that happens between like dialogue and music in it is really cool. Cause like one time they had a scene where the women thought that they were about to get executed for something that they were supposed to do that they decided as a group not to. And they're playing Maxwell woman's work. Like <laughs> while all this is happening and you just like, wait, what? That's weird. Or to be like, that is weird. <laughs> it's just, it's just really it's it's the art of it is very beautiful. Like it's very well thought out. You know that remind me of the Jane Elliott interview, but what? How she was talking about how um white America is trying to get rid of Planned Parenthood because they're trying to populate white America again. I know that sounds mad racist. It wasn't. But it wasn't. Um, that's what it feels like. Though. It wasn't. It was wasn't. It a black handmaid. Race doesn't have anything to do with it. Was it all white women? 
It was mixed. It was mixed? Good. Uh-huh. Good. They're mixed. Well. It's just I anybody get, who can have a baby. I get that. But when she was explaining that in her interview, it made me think about Handmaid. So I was like, wow, that's wild. Because they were talking about... We can do it three, one of three ways. We can do it by paying women to have children. Mm-hmm. They were like, we can't do it that way because we would have to pay women of all race. So we can't do it that way. Then they were saying, um, what was the second way? What's in your mouth? What was the second way? Oh. I don't remember. Anyway, I can't remember the second way. But the third way was um, getting rid of Planned Parenthood because they said 60% of all the fetuses that are aborted are... Caucasian and they were saying um, that's part of the reason why they're becoming the minority now because there's a lot of white babies that are not being born and if they get rid of Planned Parenthood then that's going to increase the population for them Yeah, shit's weird man anywho another up one game Daniel Caesar and Brandy Oh yeah, yeah. Daniel Caesar's new album. Still don't know how I feel about it, but the song he got that with Brandy slap. That album is dope. It kind of reminds me of Channel Orange. He kind of reminds me of the new Frank Ocean. Really. Is he canceled? Did they cancel him? Yeah, because I feel like his sales was kind of low. But then again, he is a low key kind of artist, kind of still. I'm just saying, like at this, the stuff that he was saying, I'm not even sure what he said, but I know people was in the people were talking about, about they canceled him, but. I, I don't care about cancel culture right now. I don't at all for anybody. Everybody's redeemable in my I feel like, eyes. Except for not everybody. Most people are redeemable. Whatever. Don't get me started on that. Anywho, what Social else we media. got? What else we got? I'm not talking about the cucumber, so. What else we got on up on game, Bruce? I know. I'm talking about this. Shit. What are you Calm talking down. about cucumbers for? I'm saying I'm just going through my list of shit that I'm not about to talk about. That has nothing to do with Up On Game, babe. Nothing. I know, but we're about to finish the podcast. So I was like, we're not about to talk about that. Calm down. <sighs> okay. Um. What, it was another album that came out. Dreamville album came out. I actually listened to a little bit of it. It was really good. Are you going to listen to it? No, probably not. Um, I don't even know who that is. Dreamville is J. Cole's artist. Ari Lennox. A girl? J.I.D. Oh, it's like a compilation album. It's a compilation album. It kind of reminds me of Black Panther's soundtrack. It really sounds like that. I don't know. You're probably not going to listen to it. Anyway, um... I picked the Ari Lennox songs out. Oh, Indigo. I knew it was another album. Indigo. Chris Brown. You're so anti. Anyway, um... Chris Brown's album was really, really good. But just listen to the first album portion of it. It has nothing to do with what he said. I don't even care about what he said. What? I thought what you did he say? About the hair situation. Uh, black girls with good hair or something. I don't know. Ain't nobody even talking about that. I'm talking you about his album. You so anti. Because you, you haven't even listened to it. Because it was long. Did you listen to Heartbreak? Yes. All of them? Yes. How long it take you? It took me a while, but I listened to it. <laughs> okay, then. I'll get to it when I get to it. I listened to the first 10 songs. That's all you need to listen to. I only like the first 15. He could have gave me the first 15. That's my album. I'm listening to the first 15 and I'm done. And one of the songs that I listened to was kind of like 
two songs in one. A lot of them are like and that. And I'm just like, I could have did more with the second part. Like, I wish he would have separated all of them. I kind of hate that, So that too. way I, I can curate way. my own little playlist off of his album. All right. So the funny thing about that album, my me and my brother, we had like a whole discussion about it. So... We were talking about our favorite songs on the album. My favorite song on the album is Back to Love. That was always my album. That was my favorite song, even when it just was a single. My brother was saying, all what I is want is you. Love, the one with the Afrobeat? Yeah. Okay. That song hard. That song is so hard to me. Um, Indigo is a very good one, too. Like He started out the gate with the fire. But anyway, though, um, my brother loves All I Want Is You. And I was like, I actually kind of hear what he's saying. But I was like, it's, so, it's such a weird song. He was like, nah, bro. The more you listen to it, the more you're going to want to sing How it. How is it weird? Because when you first listen to it, the hook doesn't go with the... It goes with it. But at first, when you first listen to it, you'd be like, why would he sing this hook like this? And I don't get what you mean, but okay. Because you probably haven't really heard the song. I have heard the song. I listened to the song. All right. Well, the first time I listened to it, I was like, <laughs> the hook is weird. It's just a weird hook. Then the more what I listen to it... What makes it weird? Because the way he's... The articulation, the way he's phrasing it. Like the cadence of it? The cadence of it, the phrase, and the melody. Okay. It's weird how it plays on the beat. But then, the more you listen to it, and you actually start listening to the beat in the background, you'll be like, oh, it plays into it perfect. Then, when you li- to listen to the end of the song, and you hear what they sampled it from, and then you put it all together, it's fucking genius. So, it's DMX, how's it going down? And remember the sample? They were singing... The little sample in the beginning part was like, so they kept, they sung that, they took that actual sample and changed and put, made that the hook, but they kind of played it and drew it out over the beat. The shit is fucking genius. It's such a good song. That is low key, probably the best song on the album. Who produced it? Uh, My brother said it was one of his friends that he know, but. Regardless of that, the song dope and it's catchy as hell. I've been singing that song like crazy, and I tried to fight it because I was like, I was trying to advocate towards my favorite song of it. And my brother was like, Nah, bro, you gonna keep listening to all I wanted you, and you gonna end up. He was like, Nigga, I, I ain't even like it at first, but then next thing I know, I was just sitting in the house one day and I was like, All I want is you, and he started saying it. And then next thing I know, I was at work and I wasn't playing it, and out of nowhere, I just said it, and it was just like, Damn, the song hard. And I've been playing it ever since. Best song on the album. Um, Back to Love is my strong number two. And then there's some other joints on that joint. Heat, dope. No guidance, dope. Um, Indigo. All I want is you. It's another one on there. I got to find it. Uh, Where are you? Where are you? Such a good album, man. Like Chris Brown, as much as he doesn't make consistent albums where you can just pay it like all the way down from top to bottom he give you like really really enough like to choose enough from. yeah he gives you curate enough. your own album that's really what it boils down Gorilla mm-hmm. My Dreams is good No Guidance is good Heat is good yeah that's about it um, Wobble's good Need to Stack I actually it kind of grew on me In, Emerald and Burgundy it's good songs Oh Come Together With Her man that song is really dope yeah, so if you haven't listened to Indigo, you sleep, wake up. Um, what else? That's all I got. All right, well, we're right on time. We're right on schedule. Um, I know this was a pro-black <laughs> podcast, but I, I just don't know how else to put it, man. It's just been a lot of 
racial tension going on. And it is what it is. And I like to speak my mind on it. This is our platform. We get to say what we like. If you don't agree with it, fine. We love, you know, people who don't disagree, but. Who don't disagree? We love people who don't disagree because it builds a dialogue. It who builds... don't agree. Oh, yeah. You used two negatives. You're right. Double negative made it positive. So you agree with us. But anyway, though, um, <laughs> if, you dis- if you disagree with us, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, anything else you want to put on that, babe? Any no. shows? No. Big I did brother. a show. Hey, show Not this season, a bit, brother. Go back and watch BB Nineteen. It's interesting, though. I actually like it. I'm it in is. this one. It's very. They're interesting, and it's solely because of the fact that they're racist. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's so to me, weird. it's not even that. It's just the. It's the sexist and misogynistic part of it. That. That's. It's like high school. The show is very high school because they cast it stereotypically. Like you always have a nerdy girl, you always have a or a nerdy guy. Sometimes you have both. You always have the super jock alpha males. You have the middle of the road people who just want to be with in crowd, but not on the in crowd. You have yep the pretty girls, and it's just and you had an old guy like the house dad. You got the black people. They would most of the time fall into a stereotype anyway. Yeah, they fall into the pretty or popular, but in this one it was a little different. It's like yeah. it's because they were trying two, to get rid of them so fast. It's because it's two alpha males that got together and they're pretty much like literally having sex with all the girls in the house except for like three. It's it's really disgusting, and not the fact that they having sex with all the girls in the house. It's the way that the guys are treating them afterwards like a dude was literally like something about dealing with her i might just vote her out because the juice ain't worth the squeeze anymore (laughs) i'm like do you realize that you're talking about a woman it's just weird and for the girls i just be like that was a behavior that was a poor choice in a man not necessarily that you had sex with him on the third night you knew him because that's your prerogative in your body but just like I just hate the flippant way the dudes talk about them like they were just a conquest and that was it. And then the girls are so smitten over them that they're not even playing a game for themselves. They're just there. And the ones who are, the dudes are using the girls who are smitten by them to get the other girls out. It's just really, really weird. That's why we say it's a uh... Microcosm of yeah. If life. you like people watching, it's a very interesting show. If you like social media, yeah, that's all social media is: is people watching. All right, anyway, babe, I gotta go finish this resignation letter. <laughs> I do. I need to turn it in tomorrow. <sighs> Say bye to the people, babe. <laughs> anybody that you work with, listen to this podcast. Don't snitch. <laughs> no, it's gonna be in. That's why I need to finish it at night so I can print it in the morning and put it on their desk by lunch. Say bye to the people, babe. <laughs> bye, y'all. Music major. I see you looking what you're lurking as. Boy, you so late, get out the past. Watching me walk away, you want it back. I know, I know, yeah. 
Cupid 